Hello, thank you for listening and tuning in for this episode on the Promotion Playbook podcast. Um, I really hope that you're getting value from it. I appreciate those of you that are listening. And I wanted to give you a resource in this episode. And so um, this is the introduction to it. And then I'm going to play the episode, which is it's about an hour long. And it's about the tools within the Promotion Playbook and how those can help you to develop for an oral board interview. Or it can also help you to become a better speaker, and it really helps you to prepare for a promotional test. The, the, ones, the one tool out of the entire promotion playbook that I have helped the most people with is helping people prepare for their oral boards. So I just wanna give this tool away to as many people as possible because I know that it's valuable if you do the work. So it's a bonus training and um, it's a video. If you want the video, then send me an email. I'm gonna put it up on the website. The, the Promotion Playbook website is it's kind of a work in progress. Um, I'll have that up soon and there'll be a bunch of resources there. I guess it's just a matter of committing and making the time for it. But in the meantime, if you want the video, because the video is helpful because it's a screenshot, and you can see the tools. So I walk you through the tools that are in the promotion playbook. And if you go and buy the book, it's going to be best. The book's on Amazon. You can buy it. If not, I'll still send it to you. And with the email, I will attach the tools. So it's kind of a free resource just to introduce you to these tools and get people to use it with the goal of helping um, as many of the right people as possible. It's important to, uh, this work is meant to be done in addition to preparing the other skills you need for the position. So this is not a shortcut or some type of, of way to, to bypass the necessary training. The goal is to find those of you that are well prepared for the position and just need a little bit of help with navigating the process. So let me know, send me, if you want a copy of this video, uh, send me an email, my email right now, just send it to my Gmail. And then, you know, if depending on when you listen to this, there's likely going to be a website with all the resources. And then I have a, a more formal promotion playbook email, but for now, send it to my personal email, joshwellsaz at gmail.com, joshwellsaz at gmail.com. And just say you want the oral board toolkit. Um, and I'm, I'm willing to give that to everybody as the, for the listeners of this podcast, cause I appreciate you tuning in and listening. So I'll send you that. And, um, I think it'll be really helpful for you. So without any further ado is going to transition and I'm going to upload the audio portion of that. And it's going to be beneficial to listen to the audio. You'll just have to visualize the tools or if you have the tools from the book, you can pull them out and go through them as we do it, but otherwise watch the video. Thanks for listening. I wish you guys the best. Hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to this training on the oral board toolkit. So in this video, I'm going to share my screen here in just a minute. I'm going to take you through these tools and we're going to share these different, um, how these different tools can be applied in your preparation for your promotional test. Developing your, your speaking skills and your ability to do oral boards well is a critical part of your promotional test, 
no matter what rank you're testing for. So I'm going to start by sharing my screen here. And then the, the benefit of having this video is that you'll get the visual along with it so you can better understand the tools. The primary tool that we're going to cover is the what, what I call the, the bag of gold is your oral board prep sheets, but I'm also going to show a few other tools. And um, also, if you haven't got a copy of the promotion playbook, all these tools can be found in this, um, and this is designed to be a supplement. So all the tools are in the back of here, in addition to the seven strategies. And it's, this is designed to be a practical, it's designed to be a practical workbook that you don't just read, but you, you put it into action. And if you do these, all the tools in there multiple times and get used to doing them um, under high stress, high pressure, pressure situations, it's really going to help you to do well. So here's the screen. Um, Starting off is these are, before we get into it, I want to acknowledge you for taking the time to, uh, to be here to do this training. There's a lot of other things you could be doing. And so I, I honor you for making the commitment to be present for this training. And this is the first strategy. So in the promotion playbook, there is the seven strategies, which talks about the importance of mindset. 80% of this testing process is about having the right mindset. And so if, if you focus on the tactical piece of developing the skills um, without the mindset, you're not gonna do well. So these are the, uh, the metaphor is this proven path to your, your promotion. So it starts here. I'm not gonna get into the details of the seven strategies, but just realize it's an important to understand of having a comprehensive approach and a comprehensive strategy on your path to your promotion. There's three parts that we focus on to develop. We have your strategy, which there's seven strategies that we focus on. And again, I acknowledge you for making the commitment to be here. You're committing your time. You likely committed a little bit of money to be here and um, you're gonna need to be here. So with that time, money and your effort. So when you're here, I encourage you to be here fully. So any distractions, if um, you know, if you're browsing Facebook while watching this or, or browsing your phone, I encourage you to set aside this time without distractions so that you can be fully present for this training. So the other piece, so choose your path. And so we have we have the strategy. I'm gonna talk to you about some skills to develop for your oral board. And then we have the story. I'm going to talk to you about how to create some good stories that you can use. Um, story determines what you believe. And belief is the most foundational part of mindset. So let, let's get right into the oral board. I'm going to give you a little bit of a background story. And then I'm going to share these, uh, these prep sheets with you and guide you through how to fill this out and how to create uh, the best content. <clears throat> so. A little bit of background was that go back several years when I lived in Vail, Colorado. It's a ski town, and it was a little bit after I went to college. I went to college at Northern Arizona University. I played football there. I got a degree in recreation management, and then I went and I worked for the Marriott after college for a little bit before I decided to get in the fire service. And so I was, I was snowboarding up there with a buddy one day, 
And at the time I was working at the Marriott as a, as a front office supervisor. And the guy that I was snowboarding with was talking about testing to become a firefighter. And he said that Vail had this really good program uh, is a resident program. So he was, he was telling me the details about it. And I told him how my, my older brother was a firefighter. I always looked up to him. Um, it's always something that interested me and I wanted to pursue, but I wasn't quite sure the path to get there. So I decided I had this desire that I wanted to test. So I decided to do a ride along. So I did this ride along and uh, during the ride along, it was at the fire station, which is right in downtown Vail, which is a super nice, uh, super great location. It's right in the middle of this, this resort town. And you can just walk to the ski slopes. You got a lot of little shops and shopping. And then you have the big highway I-70 that runs through there. So they get some, um, some, they're going on I-70 quite a bit. They get a lot of uh, traffic accidents and, and uh, a lot of times the semis coming down the pass will catch on fire because their brakes will heat up. Then of course they have a lot of hotels and these big commercial structures. And then they also cover the whole area. So they get some pretty decent fires there. And uh, it's a really good program that they had. So I was doing this ride along and um, talking to some of the guys that were working there, you know, they, they, they talked to me about this idea of an oral board. And I, I have done interviews in the past, but I never did like an oral board. I didn't really know what it was about. So after doing this ride along, um, I wanted to do well, but I didn't really know what to do or how to do it. I mentioned I, I got a college degree. And um, I had a fair amount of training and uh, experience in, in a, a different skills. But in terms of oral boards, it was kind of new to me. And historically, I was a little bit nervous about public speaking. I grew up kind of with a speech impediment. And public speaking wasn't something that I was super comfortable with. So the thought of sitting in front of this group of people that are going to be like critiquing me and kind of staring at me and, and making me feel uncomfortable uh, was, was kind of overwhelming and kind of daunting. But um, so I started to look for stuff and I found this one video, one of the guys, I think it was one of the guys that, that I did the ride along with. And he gave me this old VHS videotape of Captain Bob and Captain Bob's got a lot of great content and his stuff is still out there and it can be a good resource to cover. Um, it is getting a little bit dated depending on uh, what you're testing for. But I remember this video and it had Captain Bob and then it had his son and it was like, it was even at that time, it was kind of an old video and his son's walking around, like telling everybody how to do interviews. And it was kind of helpful, but I was also still trying to figure it out. So I did the preparation. I talked to people that, that I knew in the fire service. I reached out, I did what I could to prepare. And on the day of the test, um, I sat in the oral board and uh, I did the oral board. I, I felt pretty good about it. I felt like I did pretty good with it because of my preparation. And then so after that, I remember I was hanging out with my buddy, the buddy who I was at, at the start I was snowboarding with. He also tested for the fire department. And so we were hanging out after the test was over. We we're having some beers, just like talking about how it went, kind of seeing how it's going to go for us. And and I get a phone call and I got this phone call. I was like, hey, I'm going to step out. I'm getting a call. It's kind of this tension because we're both waiting for phone calls to see how we did. And um, I stepped out. And it was um, Technician Davis. Technician um, there was the same as an engineer. It's the person that drives the fire truck. And I, I remember this call. I stepped outside 
And it, this was actually just outside of Vail, Colorado, a town called Avon. And I stepped out and it's a real nice day. The sun was out. There's all these trees around um, in this mountain town and uh, kind of nervous. You know, I, I see the phone and I'm a little nervous because I'm not sure if it's going to be them. I'm not sure if I passed the test. I don't know what they're going to say. <clears throat> I picked it up. It's like, hey, hey, uh, Josh Wells, this is this is engineer or technician Talbot. Kind of let you know the results of the test. There was 300 people that applied, and then from that they filtered it down to only so many people went through the test. So he said, out of 300 people that applied for this list, you tested number one. I said you're top of the list. He says you're the top dog, number one. And he's like, he's like, you did so good on that like interview and in the test. Like I was physically fit. I did well on on a lot of it. He's like. You know, I'm not sure that you want to work here. He's like, I think you might want to work somewhere else. He's like, you got you got a lot of background, a lot of training. He's like, maybe you should like, he's like, do you really want to just be a firefighter? <clears throat> and I was like, yes, I do want to be a firefighter. It's like, this is a dream job for me. Don't talk me out of it. <laughs> but but it was like, <clears throat> it was, I was honored because uh, it, was, it was a big honor because I tested number one, spring top dog. I was like, holy, I was, I was like, wow, this feels incredible to know that, that this was a successful result, that I, I did this oral board really well in addition to the whole test. So there's this great feeling, but then um, after the conversation, I was like, man, I'm on top of the world. But then I had to go back into the house where I was hanging out with my buddy having some beers. And I was like, oh shit, I don't know if he got the call or not. Uh, I don't know if uh, it's gonna be kind of awkward. <laughs> He's still waiting for a call. And, but I went in, I was like, I'm just going to tell him, it's like, Hey, I just got the call. I made it on the top of the list. And he was like, he was happy for me. We we're like proud. I think we had a beer to celebrate. And, uh, but he wasn't, um, there was also kind of like, he's like, Oh, well, I haven't, I got a call yet. And then there's this tension of like, I feel great for how well I did, but then I'm kind of feeling bad because he hasn't got a call yet. I don't even know if he made the list, if he passed or what's going on. And so time passed. He did end up getting the call. He was a little bit farther on the list than, than when I got, but he also got on that list. I went on, got hired, and then that was almost, it's like almost 19 years ago today that that, that story happened. So, so that happened, ended up getting the fire service, um, and then I kind of got more developed on this, this, uh, this, this quest to figure out how to test well, how to do oral boards well. And specifically, so the question I got from that is, how can I help empower others to do well at this skill set, which has led to current day is um, I came up with this book because in my testing, um, something that I've been I've done well for most of my most of my tests, I've really screwed a, a, few, a few of them up, but um, overall um, I've done oral boards well, and so it's something that I feel confident that I can help you to develop because this is a skill set that has come somewhat naturally to me. I've put a lot of work into it. And ever since that original test, I've definitely trained a lot more for it and uh, developed this skill set. But I'm excited to share it with you because since um, since then, this one tool that we're going to start with, that this primary tool that, that you, um, you're you here for, part of this toolkit, is the um, this Ouroboard prep sheet. Because that's the one thing that I've helped a, a lot of people do well with oral boards. And if you can do well with oral boards, it's a big piece of being able to succeed at a hiring process or uh, at a promotional test. And so the three parts of 
that I'm going to cover with you. So the oral board prep sheets, which are here, and there's this metaphoric, you got this little cartoon guy here holding a bag of gold. And so there's this metaphoric bag of gold is that um, when I was testing to get hired, so I was in Colorado and I moved back to Arizona where I've been since for most of my, my career. Um, and I, I was, I did a ride along with Phoenix Fire. And one of the guys told me this metaphor. He said, he said, it's kind of like when you go to test for a position and you have an oral board, think of it as your knowledge, your skills, your experience as this bag of gold. You go in and in order to buy that position, you have to give them this bag of gold. If you just sit there and hold the gold the whole time and never give it to them, you're not going to get the job. And so you have to, um, the metaphor is that you have to refine your stories, your facts um, for yourself, for the position and for the department. And you have to have this beautiful bag of gold and gems uh, to walk in and share with the oral board panel. And so what this consists of is that there's three different areas. You have to know yourself, you have to know the position and you have to know the department. So this training video is I'm gonna show you how to expand um, this. So if this is the what. So there's two parts of this video. Number one is what is it that you need to know? And then number two is uh, how, how do you execute and how do you deliver that information? Because if you have, you could be, this is a story that, that I hate to hear, but it happens quite a bit. Is there someone who's the best for the job? They have the training, the knowledge, the expertise, the respect of their peers, but they can't, they can't express that in writing or, or they can't express that during an oral board. They can't speak it. They can't write it. They can't communicate it well. And so they get passed up by someone who can. And it's one of the, it's one of my biggest inspirations is to help the right people get in to the right positions and not get taken out because of a lack of, of this skill, of these skills that I'm going to share with you. So the first part is what, and that's what this, the oral board prep sheet. So this is the first tool. So if you have the promotion playbook, or if you wanted to pull up um, the attachment, because um, with this video, I've included an attachment. So you should have either um, whichever form you got this, there should be an attachment, either email or in the training platform. There should be, you should be able to access this and you can go along. Or if you want, you could just get a notepad and you can just write it up. This, the, these tools are simple enough that all you need is just a piece of paper and you can get through them. You can actually not only get through them, but you can, you can apply them and get a lot of repetition so that you can do really well with it. So the three positions are yourself, your position, and the department. And so with this is there's three different categories that I want you to prepare. Once we get this prepared, then I'm going to talk to you about the how you share this and the other tools that are, help you with the delivery. So yourself, position, department. So there's a sheet for self, there's a sheet for position, there is a sheet for department. And you really need to know these three areas, not only for your oral board, but there's a good chance it's gonna show up in other areas. Maybe you have to do a role play scenario, maybe you have to present a, a speech or do a public presentation. And it's super important to be prepared on all these, all these areas, yourself, your position, your department. And then you have the facts, the stories, and the goals. So for each of these, so there's a page for self, 
there's a page for position, there's a page for department. And if when I scroll down, you can see, you can see that here, you have this page is the self prep sheet, then you have the position prep sheet, and then you have the department prep sheet. And with that is you have the facts, you have the stories, and then you have the goals, the, the facts, the stories, and the goals. The facts provide a logical case, and it's all the logical numbers and data to support you being the best for that position. The stories give a relatability, and it also gives an emotional connection. And being able to tell stories is a great way to connect and to make your presentation authentic. Something I do remember from the Captain Bob training was he said, uh, you don't want to give the canned answers. Like you don't want to just give a, a canned answers and how you avoid giving, um, you know, the thing, the canned answer is something that everybody says, like, why do you want to be a firefighter? I want to save lives and be the right on the big red engine. Like that's kind of a canned answer. But if you have a personal story and you tie that in with the story of the position and the department, that's going to be the best, uh, the best way to give that information. And if you have all these facts about your education, your training, your experience, that's really going to be the most powerful. So, so as you go through this, you want to focus on the facts, the stories, and the goals. The important part of the goals is it shows that you're forward looking, is that you don't want to be, you don't want to be a person that shows up and gets stagnant in the position, is that if you're forward looking, then, then you can um, get in the position and help to make it better. So, and under each, so one page for yourself, one page for the position, and then one page for the department or the organization that you work for. And under each of these, the facts, the stories, and the goals are going to be a little bit different for each of these categories. But after this video, so watch this video because I'll give you an idea on how to do it. After the video, I encourage you to spend a lot of time filling this out. And ultimately, you're going to refine it. So spend a lot of time. And I would encourage you making multiple copies of these or just getting a notepad. And like I've got a notepad here. You can just get like a, you know, like a standard notepad and just write this out multiple times um, because it's a refining process. So the metaphor of the bag of gold is that you don't just pull gold out of the ground and it's in a nice nugget or a, a gold bar, it's not refined. And so the metaphor applies to this, that as you're getting ready, as you're doing your, your, your preparation, you wanna clean it up and refine it so that when it's time for you to give your oral board, it, it's clean, it's refined, and it's this, this beautiful refined piece of gold that you're gonna give or this bag of gold. So self, position, department, and you have your facts, your stories, and your goals, and there's one page for each. And then before, before it's time for your oral board, I want you to, um, the key is, I'm going to kill that light over there. The key, actually, it's kind of dark. <clears throat> so the, um, before you want to have this one page script before you go into your oral board. So, so once you're all ready to go, you have this one page script so that you don't have three different pages you're trying to go through. And ultimately, it's going to be this refining process. So you start with, with all this information. You have all these facts. 
all these stories, um, your goals, along with the department goals and position goals. And it's going to be a ton of information. And ultimately, you're going to refine it all and filter it down so that at the end, it's all one page, one page with your best stories on yourself, the position, the department. And then uh, this. So like, ideally, you want to have one to no more than five facts, no more than uh, no more than five stories, and no more than five goals um, as you're going through this. So you've got this refinement. You've got um, one to five at most facts, stories, and goals for each of these three departments. So this is the core thing, and I encourage you to spend a lot of time going through this uh, and writing it out and rehearsing it and preparing for it. So this is this is the what. This is the preparation. And going through this and spending the time doing this is really critical. The next piece of this is how you're going to do it. So it, there is the what, but then it's how. It's not so much what you do, it's how you do it. So doing this preparation is going to help with your delivery. But then um, these other tools are going to help you with how it is that you're going to, to do it. So the next one I'm going to share with you is the other tool in the book. This is called the home run metaphor, this home run, um, this home run guideline. And so you have the visual here and it ties into self position and department. So I'm gonna cover this with you here is that the first part of all this, so you wanna do your preparation, you absolutely wanna know yourself, the position, the department, all that being said, realize the most critical and most important skill is to be able to listen. You have to listen and understand the question, which is right here. You have to, with this metaphor, this metaphor is that you're, you're playing a game of baseball and with each question, you wanna, you wanna hit a home run so that you knock it out of the park and, and get the best amount of points possible. In order to do that, you have to listen and listen well, and you have to understand the question. So pay attention to what the question is and make sure that you connect with that ball. So metaphorically, the ball is the question, you're at bat, the pitcher is the person answering the question, and you're gonna hit that ball. And in order to connect with that ball, you have to be awake and alive and present. You have to have good focus, good eye contact, um, and good posture as you're listening to what the questions are and understanding how the process works. Once they give you the question, to get to first base, you have to answer the question. Right away, just make sure that you're clear on the question and then answer the question. So number one, here's the question um, that you ask and this is my initial answer. Next is give a personal example. So what is an example from your personal life? Ideally, this is a, one of your stories. So it's like you got this bag of gold. So once they answer that question, you reach into your pocket, well, probably keep your hands out of your pocket, but say metaphorically, you pull, you reach into your bag of gold and you pull out this story, this story that you can relate to this question, which you can then write to the position and the department. So you see the way it works is it first answer the question. Next, give an example about yourself. Third base is position. Fourth base is department. So you run this thing. Here's an example about myself. Here's how it relates to the position. Here's how it relates to the department. Self-position department. And you want to rehearse your questions 
um, your stories in a way to make it all relevant. Because if you tell a great story, but it's not relevant to the, the, um, to the position or the department, then you're not going to score as high as you can. There's another piece of it that's not on there, but I want to encourage you to be, to be real and to be raw. Real, raw, relevant results is uh, really important to, to live and breathe when you do this. So you have to be real. Don't, don't put up a front like you're someone that you're not. Be raw is your story should portray emotion. Authentic expression of emotion is going to get the best points possible. Um, and then relevant and focused on the results. So here's an example. It's in the promotion playbook. I'll guide you through it, then I'll show you the next tool. So here it is at bat. You have Jake, who's the character in the promotion playbook. First base is, uh, so the question is one of the real basic question is, why do you want to be a fire captain here at Canyon Fire? I want to be a fire captain here at Canyon Fire because I'm committed to giving my best to this community and organization. So right away, answers the question. Next. Uh, second base is a personal story. My father gave 30 years of experience to Canyon Fire. Ever since I was a small boy, my family has been with Canyon Fire. I grew up visiting the fire stations while my dad uh, was at work and always admired his service. Growing up, my family enjoyed many Thanksgiving and Christmas meals at the fire station. This job is a professional career and it's also my family. So his personal story, it makes it unique to him. It's not a canned answer because nobody else that's testing can say that they're their dad was the chief of the department and that he grew up in that community, in that family, in that organization. Next is to go to third base. Um, so the position of captain will give me the formal rank to help expand my influence. During my 15 years at Kenyon Fire, I've worked with a diversity of crews, led significant projects and ran thousands of calls. I've been an acting captain for the last five years. So you notice the more specific the numbers are, the better. So he's been moved up for five years. He said thousands of calls. Ideally, he would say a more specific number um, and ran over a thousand calls as a company officer. Um, you know, that's good, but it could be more specific. Um, I have proven my leadership as the lead instructor for our TRT team, an assistant instructor for Wildfire Academy, and work as a paramedic for over 12 years. This experience has prepared me to serve the organization at the next level. So this is what makes him a good captain. So self, position, and then department, and then finally, Kenyon Fire runs through my blood and I have the leadership um, experience to succeed as a company officer. I'm committed to supporting our traditions of safety, community, and service. I will, use the cap, um, I will use the captain's rank to uphold our mission statement and continue our progress to the future generation of CFD firefighters. When I reach the end of my service here, I want to leave uh, a past to be proud of and a solid foundation for the future. So that's an example. So self-position department, and you want to rehearse your answers so that when you do this, you go around and do that. So part of the prep sheet is that you could, um, when you're answering these questions, you can spend some time running through this example um, and running through this, this, this metaphor. If it's important to know that, that uh, it can be helpful to get a lot of different questions. There's some really great programs that are out there that give you a list of questions and explain the way to answer different questions. I do think that can be helpful to an extent, but I don't want you to compromise. What I've seen people mess up is that they get so caught up on answering the right question, they miss the essence of the whole process. And so you have to understand that all, 
all questions, the entire process points to finding the best person for that position in that department. So the best person in that position in that department. So regardless of, of the, the format of your oral board or the types of questions that they ask, all roads lead to who is the best person for this position. So there's this one primary question that, that should be driving the, the entire testing process. And that is who is the best person for this position in this department? So keep that in mind as you're preparing this. And if you do your research and you, you have this, this core foundation, you know yourself, you know the position, you know the department, you do your homework, then you'll be able to navigate the questions and not get off course because all questions lead to this one, is that why are you, why are you the best person for this position in this department? So remember that and don't get too hung up on the right, on um, the type of question, just remember, um, it's every every role play, every presentation, every question presents an opportunity to present yourself as the most prepared person for the position in that department. So the next the uh, the next one I'm going to share with you is um, we'll do. I'm gonna do the story blueprint and I'm gonna to talk to you about, um, so here's the story blueprint. So coming up with stories is good, but if you guys, so think about someone, think about someone that you know that tells stories really well, and then think about someone who's not good at telling stories. And what is it that makes the difference between those two? It's not so much, it's not so much the story, it's how the story is told. And so, uh, you know, I've heard before that they say, live your life so that you have some great stories to tell your kids. And if you have a life full of these enriching, great experiences, but you suck at telling stories, nobody's going to get these experiences that you had. So spend some time understanding story structure and finding out what it is that makes up a good story. There's a great resource that I recommend getting with this. There's an audiobook called The Hero's Two Journeys. The Hero's Two Journeys, it's these two Hollywood screenwriters who've been really successful in their career with, with creating a lot of great Hollywood movies that I'm sure you would recognize uh, if you look them up. Like I think, I think it, he talks about one of them helped with Star Wars, um, a lot of Disney movies, and a lot of these, these really successful movies. And they say how it follows this structure. There's, there's a story... Um, there's this story structure that's called The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell. And they take this framework and they put it into this, these two different journeys so that all stories represent a transition from um, the, the, the character starts here. And at the end of the story, the character has this internal shift and this external change. So there's an external result. And then there's also this internal transformation. So that's the two journeys is ideally you can tell a story that represents an external result. And then at the end has this internal change. So if the example from the promotion playbook right here is you have this character, Jake, who has, he's, he's a great uh, firefighter, has a great family life, great contributor to his community, but he he's, has this pain because he's failed at, um, at test and he doesn't feel that he's good enough and he has this 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 scar 
because he's tested, but he's failed in the past. And so he doesn't feel that he measures up to what his dad was, who was the fire chief. And so there's kind of this background pain that he's not able to overcome. So that's the challenge. So there's, there's um, this journey that they take, but then there's also this conflict that they have to overcome. So you have, you have the character, you have, they have a desire, and then there's this conflict. The conflict is what creates the story. It creates the emotion, and then they overcome it. So you have Jake's the character. He wants to test and promote, but he has this conflict because he can't figure out how to do it well. Then he finds a mentor that helps him, and he overcomes this. At the end of the story, he's successful at his test. So he gets his promotion that he's wanted. So he has this external victory, this external reward, but internally he has this boost of confidence and renewed confidence so that he feels um, he, he feels that that pain that was in his heart was, was some, it's better. And he also has this transformation that it's not so much about him, it's about him helping others. So there's this shift. He gets promoted, but then he also kind of has this shift to being like, oh, it's not just about me and my promotion. How can I help others? So his external transformation is making it about helping others and not just caught up in his own, his own stuff. So that's the example there. And here's the five questions that help you with this. And so at the basic level, there's five questions. Who is the character? You, um, who's the main character? So in the promotion playbook, it's Jake. In your Ouroboard answers, a lot of time, the main character is going to be you um, at some stage in your, your journey of life. Where does the story take place? So who's the character? What's the setting? Or where does it take place? What does the character want? So, so I guess the three parts is you have desire, you have conflict, and then resolve. So who are they? Where are they? What do they want? What's this internal desire? Jake wanted to promote. Um, he wanted to be successful. Ultimately, he wanted to live up to what his dad did, and he wants to be a, a, a contributing member to his community in the fire service. Where um, So where does it take place? That's what he wants. The problem is he can't figure out how to do well at a promotional test. The end resolve is that he does end up being successful and he has this transformation of being a, he gets the result, uh, the physical result of the badge, but there's this internal shift is that as a result, he's a better person. There's a saying is that it's not about the goal, it's who you become in the process. So the greatest stories capture the essence of the character. So as you're, you're preparing your stories, as you're telling your stories, realize there's an underlying essence that goes with these stories. And the better that you can present that essence through conflict and maturity through conflict to the resolve, the better you're going to relate to your audience. And the best oral boards answers that are out there are people that are able to create an emotional connection with their audience. The people that I've worked with that have been the most successful, uh, some of the, the biggest breakthroughs that I've seen with, with helping to coach people and guide people on this process is that they're able to access a deep pain in their life and turn that towards their purpose. There's more about that in the seven strategies. We talk about finding your purpose, but um, the people that I've seen the greatest results with testing and then also going into the position and making a difference are those who can go into the darkness of their pain, share that pain and spin it towards something positive. So from pain to purpose is some of the best. So whatever type of scar you might have, 
maybe you lost a parent, maybe you lost a sibling, maybe you've overcome some big challenge, is being able to, to face that and overcome that and share that authentically, especially if it's emotional for you, it's going to really help you to do well with, with oral board and how to do that. So, so you have to rehearse to tell that well. So if you've, you've had a tragedy in your life that's, that's driven you into the fire service, into your purpose, um, you have to rehearse that. The benefit of doing that is that, one, it's going to help you to process it and to create a powerful meaning around that circumstance. Like, it's not so much the events that impact us, it's what we make them mean. So if you lost some, if you had a tragedy in your childhood, you can make that mean that life is happening for you, life's not happening to you, or you become a victim to that circumstance and go around with a victim mentality and, and uh, wallow over it. It can, be, it can empower you or it can enslave you. The difference between that is what you make that mean. And our meaning is determined by our stories. Stories create this flow for our beliefs. Um, and so it determines what something means. The meaning of something will determine the emotional connection and it'll also dictate future behavior. So here's the, and so here's a real basic way of doing that. So um, you get all these different stories when you're preparing for, for questions to answer these questions, um, practice writing these out using this basic template. So here is who is the character? Where does the story take place? What do they want? What is their deepest desire? Um, and you can go into their external desire and also the emotions that go with that of this internal drive. What do they want? What is the problem? And um, what keeps them from getting what they want? The more you can expand the conflict, the more emotional connection you get with your audience. And then finally, the resolve is that how does this story end? How does this story come to an end? And what is the, the end of that story? With that resolve is also the meaning. So you think of like a fairy tale in like a kid's children book is that they all have this, this at the end of the story, they have some type of, um, some type of meaning, like a parable or some type of message or a metaphor, or they point towards something that's, that's practical towards living a good life or living a practical life. So how does the story end? Um, with this resolve is what is the lesson from the story? So Jake, um, Jake's example, or I'll just brainstorm an example and say, um, <clears throat> oh, here, I'll just use my own example. So, so something that helped me with my testing was, was when I was younger, um, I, I watched my I experienced my grandfather dying from cardiac arrest. It was a big family tragedy and it was, it was a heartache. And um, it, was, it was a really tough loss on the family because it was my first encounter with death. I was an innocent, uh, I was innocent life. I was young and all of a sudden witnessing my, my grandfather die suddenly brought to reality the fact that, that our world's not as this beautiful childhood happy place. So part of my innocence was lost because death was introduced into my life on someone that I deeply loved and cared about. It was pivotal towards our family and his life was taken from him in an instant because of cardiac arrest. The story took place down um, at my grandparents' house um, at the place called Beaver Creek Golf Resort, just down from Rimrock, Arizona. And we were all there. The family was sitting around having a family gathering and my grandfather went unconscious at the table right around lunchtime. 
And it was a real chaotic scene is that he's unconscious. He starts to like turn purple and nobody there was trained in CPR. Really. I was young. Um, it was really stressful. It took a long time for the ambulance to get there. And, um, they took him to the hospital. And I remember at the hospital, the doctor came out, told my grandfather, my grandmother, who is now a widow. They had been married for 40 or 50 years, really long time. A lot of kids together. I said, we did everything possible, but he didn't make it. And that stuck with me. He said, we did everything possible. And it was my quest. So, so what I wanted to do um, is I wanted to uh, have a family life and, not, and have people, uh, loved ones, be around for a while and, and have these family connections. That was my desire is to have connection and love and family and community. But the problem is it got taken away because of death. Death reached down and took my grandfather. And I wanted to have this connection with my grandfather. But I couldn't have that because he died. And suddenly he was just taken from us in an instant. It was tragedy. But this tragedy led to a calling and a purpose for me to get involved with, with tons of CPR training, first aid trainings. It led to me being a CPR instructor, ACLS instructor, and then going on to teach for the University of Arizona, this high-performance CPR academy, and ultimately helping to, to uh, create systems and trainings so that more people can survive cardiac arrest. And one of the things I'm most proud about in my career is being able to um, help to implement some of the changes that we've seen in the last, last 10 to 20 years with this high-performance CPR, compression-only CPR, um, that, that there's AEDs all over the place now. Um, I brought this program called Pulse Point to um, our local community, which, which is one advancement. It's not perfect, but, but it's helped to get more people. Um, we've helped to equip law enforcement with AEDs. And so there's a lot of people that have survived cardiac arrest because of the fast response, the fast community response. And uh, I'll continue to promote this message and uh, be a force for helping people to live long, happy lives and live as long as possible to enjoy the time with family. And even points towards, I got this picture of my family back here with my daughter drew. And it's this, this most important thing to me is family and community um, and connection. And in the fire service, we are, we are one big dysfunctional family. We're not perfect. Uh, it's beautiful. We got this diversity. We got so many great people in the fire service. Um, and I want to promote it so that our brothers and sisters can, can live long, healthy careers and not be set, not suddenly die from, uh, unexpected health consequence and how, uh, so that's a story. I won't go into details, but I could go into this applies to myself. It applies to the position. So in the position of company officer, I'm going to continue to train my crew so that they're ready for cardiac arrest. I'm also going to promote health and safety. I'm going to continue to train and to teach and to educate the department and help to build a safe, a heart safe community so that we have access to AEDs. All the first responders, including fire and police, are equipped with AEDs, also with Narcan to help with overdoses and continue this effort to um, save as many people as possible from the grasp of death. Hope that's helpful. Hope that's a good example. So, so, um, for me, it, it's a real story. I lost my grandfather. It was painful, but it, it created this drive, not just for me, but it also inspired my cousin. I've got two cousins on that side of the family that work in the fire service. One that works for um, Phoenix Fire, and I helped him to get hired with this with this this oral board content. And then my other cousin who works for Northwest Fire, I'm super proud of just 
couple of years ago, I got to help him promote to the position of captain. So he's a captain there and he did really well on the process because he did a bunch of work and he, um, this program helped him to be successful. He's actually on the back. He's got a quote on the back. Oh, and then I got this picture on the back of the book of someone I get to work with now. Um, my engineer who I helped um, with his promotional test engineer and he tested number one. And it's really rewarding to help people um, chain, create these stories, not just for the test. It's not just about the test, but it's about um, this internal transformation so they, they can go on to, um, to help impact people for better and make a change for good. Um, a recent test that we had is one of the, one of the guys I was fortunate to help uh, in a recent test is um, he shares his story about his, his dad that he lost at a young age to suicide. And it's a really hard thing for him to share, but he's been able to share it. And it's led to this awareness for mental health for firefighters. And he's been on the forefront of leading this behavioral health program. Um, and he shares how he it's like, this didn't come from a happy go lucky place. Like this came from a dark, tragic place. And he's been able to use that for good. And because of that, he tested number one on the engineer test. And then um, he did really well on the captain test also. So I'm really proud of him for doing that. Um, okay, so the other tool. So let me just, I think this is, there's one more tool I'm going to share with you. And then we're going to finish this up. So, so when you're telling the story, there is, there's the who and the where. So you have to say who you are, like what age were you? Um, you have to paint the scene and emotionally bring the audience into that scene. And then the want. So the want problem resolve. So the best way to lay this out. So basically, uh, this, this isn't in the book, but you can just, as you're telling this, think of these three different uh, acts. So you have the beginning, you have the middle and the end. And with each one, you can have three different scenes. So what do they want? What's the problem? What's the resolve? So for my example, with my grandfather dying, I wanted this close family connection. Um, the fact was I was young. Um, I don't know, remember my exact age. The fact was his age. The fact that he died of cardiac arrest. You could put all these facts in there. And then the feelings is this happy feeling of innocence and childhood and family and joy and happiness of all these. The problem is all of a sudden cardiac arrest takes his life. We did see, tried CPR, but we didn't really do it well. Um, medics came, they probably didn't do it well either. And then he died. And the feelings was heartache, tragedy, sad, um, denial, anger, frustration, uh, grieving, all these sad feelings. But then the resolve is direct that for good. So the resolve is that because of this, I like so others may live. It's this deep seated purpose to help other families to overcome cardiac arrest um, as a result. And it feels inspiring um, and encouraging knowing that others can live as a result of this loss. So, so think about this. Um, as you tell the story, you can have three different settings. So, so for me, my grandparents' house was scene one. Um, scene two was the hospital where the doctor comes out and he says, we did everything possible, but he died. And then I have my grieving grandmother there. And that just, that just the heavy burden of seeing my grandfather's dead body, um, being in this, this cold kind of hospital environment and uh, the grieving with the family. And then the end is you can picture me, um, you know, being at a ceremony for someone that survived cardiac arrest and celebrating that they were able to survive, which there's tons of people in Arizona. I'm sure that you have experience with people that have survived uh, and go on to live long, healthy lives. And that's one of the most proud things in my life is to be part of that 
Okay, so the story blueprint, and then the final thing uh, before uh, before we end this is the um, the unspoken art of the oral board, wherever that is. No. Okay, so this is the diagram here. I'm not going to go into too much on this, but it's this is in the books. So I encourage you to try this tool out and practice because the words are only a small part of it. So it's not just what you do, it's how you do it. So in order to put this all into practice, so the takeaway for this, again, this is the unspoken art, is that realize most of your communication is nonverbal. So you have to do the preparation of get it all together, but then you have to do the repetition and time under tension. So get lots of reps practicing. And like I'm doing now speaking into this camera, it's not something that comes easily especially if you're going to share it with your peers or with your family or your friends. Um, it's you have to practice and practice in things that make you uncomfortable. So get around things that make you uncomfortable. Maybe it's your peers. It doesn't always have to be uncomfortable. You could do it with your spouse or your, your, your siblings or your parents or your kids. Um, enroll your family into this process and you can make it fun. There's an element of this of having fun with it. And at the same time, there's, you have to face those situations that make you uncomfortable because that creates the time under tension. And if you create that emotional connection, then um, it's going to help you to get better. You want to you train at the level up here. And then on test day, you, you want to train as stressful as possible. And then so hopefully on test day, it's not nearly as bad. So, um, so practice this. And there's this scorecard here that I, I encourage you to print out. And just as you're going through, record yourself on video like I'm doing now, and then watch it. So answer a question, record yourself, and then watch it and evaluate these, these five different areas on how it's done. So what's the first impression? Like what's the background? What is it you're wearing? Side note, this uh, I, got, I earned this shirt by running a 100-mile ultramarathon. It's got a little 100-mile thing right here. So I'm super proud of it. And uh, I use the tools. Uh, in the promotion playbook to pull that off because it wasn't easy, but um, I'm super proud of the shirt. It's my favorite shirt right now. So that's why I'm wearing it in terms of first impression. I hope you enjoy. And um, I'm kind of working on the background in my garage here, but the, uh, the first impression is like, what's the first impression that you get by looking at it? So when you first watch this video, there's all these subtle things. I'm sure you're watching like, what is, why has he got a bull on his shirt? What's this in the background? He's got a family picture. He's got American flags, got a window lighting, like subconsciously all these, you made all these judgments and I'm hoping that it was, it was helpful for you learning this. And again, it's a work in progress what I'm doing here, but there's the first impression. And is this first impression congruent with the position? Next is the face. You want to practice getting really good um, facial expression, a big smile, use of your eyebrows, your face, your gestures. Um, Cause you don't want to tell a great story and just have like a, a frown face the whole time. Voice, you have to project your voice and you want to sing and have this great oral board. On the right is like the best, like so on this side is the best and then over here is, is the worst, um, what you don't want. And then the voice, use of the space is you want to fill the space that you have and not just be like hunkered down. Um, and you want to have a good use of the space. I mean, if you can't, if, if you're comfortable using your hands to speak, you can. Um, your, your posture, your, your, your body language, like all that stuff matters. So use of space 
Um, if you're giving a presentation, it's good to move, but it has to be congruent. So all this has to be rehearsed. And then the words, choose the best word that's part of preparation. So this is, I'm gonna call this the end of this video and bring it to a close. The homework is, um, the, the one thing to do from this is to go through the oral board prep sheets. All of this stuff is part of implementing it. And so there's opportunity to get sets and reps and time under tension. And I'll be sharing with you some opportunities that I'll be presenting to get involved with community to help this grow. Something that I've done in the past is I've created these challenges where we get together as a group, either on, on the internet through like a group in Facebook or, or some other platform, and uh, or we meet in person because you have to get the repetition, you have to get the practice and you have to do it. So in the meantime, make sure that you do the oral board prep sheet is the one thing, the one walk away that I can give you that's gonna be the most helpful for your test, that's gonna provide the most value is to do the oral board prep sheets and to spend a lot of time filling that out and get all of that prepared. That's the number one thing to do. Um, if you wanna do the extra stuff, I really encourage you to do that because it's gonna help but don't do that until the oral board prep sheets are done. If you haven't bought the book, go to Amazon, get a copy of this book, and it'll guide you through all of it. And they're all in there. Um, I also have a podcast. So you subscribe to the podcast. There's all this um, stuff that you can listen to. So as you're driving or commuting or doing chores around your house, you can listen to the podcast. And then um, I'll be sharing with you more challenges as they come up. I'm going to be doing more challenges to get together. I'll be continuing to create content and encourage you to stay connected. Um, I look forward to helping you um, on this path. The path isn't easy. It's not for everybody. Um, again, this is what the, the path looks like. Is It's all about mindset. You need to have the right people around you. And here is this proven path of these seven different strategies. The foundation of what I teach is... You have to tell great stories. You have to have these strategies and then the skill sets. You develop the skill sets from there. Um, skill set alone won't get you there. So I encourage you to check out all the other resources. Here's all the other tools with the seven strategies. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Congratulations on getting this far. And I look forward to helping to hearing your success story, just like many others that, um, that I've been able to help along the path. I've helped them but they've done the work. So it's up to you to do the work. I can point you on the path, but I can't do the work for you. So thank you for listening. I wish you the best and we'll be in touch. Bye.